0: Happy, happy Friday, Fresco Babies. Welcome back to the Interdimensional Bedroom. How are you? Quick, 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 quick. Five-second check. How do you feel? Two, three, four, five. We're feeling good. That's how we're feeling. I just got faxed today. Uh, Everything went okay. I... I talk about that a bit. It was very weird. Um, The lady who vaxxed me, I I, I told her before she rolled my sleeve up, I said, hey, it's kind of weird that I'm getting vaxxed next to the lip balm at this Walgreens. You know, the longest, most, you know, the longest, most, not important, but the most life-changing year of my life to date begins to come to an end in the lip balm of a Walgreens nine miles north of where I live. It's very, very weird. Other than that, wannabe talk about how America is absolutely screwed. We use different terminology. It does get a bit political, but I, I think we have a lot of laughs. I, it, it's not, it's, it's, the episode sounds more dire than it actually is. And we actually rounded out at the end with a really, really nice conversation about reaching for your furthest dream and why, why it's so important to have what I call on-the-moon dreams and why you have to reach as far as you can reach in your head before we even take on a, a project. It's why I always say that I'm going to play a show on the moon. It's why I say I'm going to buy a Ford Bronco in cash in the next five years. And the secret is I really believe that I will be doing those things. At this point, it has become a meme in itself. Uh, But I hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. You deserve it. Life is going back to normal. And you know what? It's okay to be anxious about that. I feel anxious. Everyone I've talked to is secretly anxious about the world going back because we've gotten used to the way things are. That being said, I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage Live from the interdimensional bedroom. I love you. If it's your first, fifth, or sixth time here, I love you even more. Enjoy this week's episode. I love you, babies. Enjoy your weekend, baby!
1: doing deja vu baby i'm doing well man i'm actually wearing... dude is that the sweatshirt yeah is that this i'm wearing the sweatshirt that i bought from you approximately wow man i want to say it was 2017
0: i it actually might be 2016. i think you joined in 2016 and then in 2017
1: yeah you quit you know what that sounds right i'm trying to remember the month i joined it was around thanksgiving
0: it was it was november yeah it was october november because you were you were there for school it was fresh yeah you were like fresh there so
1: it might have been i bet it was yeah late 2016 about to be 2017 and by the
0: time that sounds about right wow dude well how have you been It's i uh i had a, a fun thing happen today i got vaxxed you did? i got the chip baby.
1: congratulations you got microchip, yep. huh
0: I got I got chipped and I got stimmed by Big Daddy B. Oh, congrats. same,
1: almost within three hours of each congrats, other. Congrats, man! Um, yeah, my girlfriend also got the stimmy, so she might be taking me out to eat tonight. Yeah, stimulate that economy, baby. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. And we were talking like the stimulus is for everyone who is independent right now, right? like if you are
0: no no if you're dependent you also get this one
1: okay i don't think i'm getting the stimmies and i don't know why
0: okay are, do your parents <laughs> this is good podcast content do your <laughs> you par- know what? do your parents claim you as a dependent on their taxes i believe so then you will not have gotten any other stimmy but this one you will get for
1: sure okay so i should check my bank
0: that is you should check your bank it is rolling out um what's the first letter of your girlfriend's last name oh okay i'm h so maybe she got it well if it well you if if we got it you probably got it
1: okay she got it for sure so hopefully
0: and i got it sure and so i don't but i don't know if you have to do something different because you are dependent if you have to put your information in again or something like that but if you've done your taxes and you've gotten direct deposit tax returns, you might have a hot stimmy sitting in there. Dude,
1: I, that, an un... A
0: hot load of Daddy Biden, dude. A hot major load of hot, Daddy Biden.
1: An unexpected hot load from Big Daddy Biden? Big Daddy Biden, dude. Sign me up. No, that would be a pleasant surprise, though. I, uh... Yeah, Lord knows I could use it. Did, what was the process of... I don't know. ...getting this the vaccine like?
0: Yeah, so it's weird, right? Because... It's really weird. Like the longest, most life altering year of my life, um, the beginning of the end of that year and that whole ordeal, um, it like I got the vaccine next to like the lip balm aisle at yeah. Walgreens. Yeah. Like I waited for the vaccine and took a picture and it was like lip balm and band aids. Cool. I was just like, and this is where, uh... and I told the lady, I, I told the lady that when she was like, I was like, I'm kind of nervous. She goes, Everyone's kind of nervous. It's fine. And I was like, it just feels weird like having like the end of this long year, like have like out at a Walgreens next to the lip balm. And she's just like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> just like you're thinking way too hard about this. Shut the fuck up. Let me give you a shot. Yeah, let me give you
1: Daddy Biden's chat. Oh my god, that's funny. Oh, it's actually uh Big Daddy Gates, I think, right?
0: Big Daddy Gates, yeah, Big thing? Daddy yeah, Gates. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've a. Uh, a big fan of calling uh, the the men in the most power Big Daddy yeah. and then their last name because yeah. I used to call it Big. Da- I call you used to call Trump Big Daddy Trump all the big time. Big Daddy T or or Big Donny J. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Daddy Trump.
0: Yeah, I like it because it kind of takes away some of their power to me. Yeah, you know, it, it... like if you're calling the president Big Daddy B, it kind of takes away a little bit of his authority. Like, shut up, Big Daddy B. Yeah, man, I I like that a lot. Um... Right. Also, you know what I was thinking about this week. I live next to I live next to the courthouse in our town. Oh yeah, it's a big grandiose marble building. Oh, okay. maybe it's not marble, but it's like big white stone, mm-hmm. very Greek esque. You know, Parthenonical. Mm-hmm. That's not a word, but I think you understand. Oh what yeah, you're that's to a say. word. Yeah. Why aren't we having government meetings in a conference room at a Holiday Inn that they rent out? why why are we spending so much money on the government
1: right for them to feel important
0: or like is it is it a power trip for us is it so the citizens know like democracy overall like is that part of the of having a government is like when i was in dc like the sidewalks are taller in dc i don't know if you've ever yeah, been to dc I, but like yeah, it, it, they're like they're not nine inch lips they're like 12 inch lips yeah, on of like curves yeah yeah I, is that a thing on purpose i never
1: noticed that but wow you just blew my mind because i i think i thought that the whole time but i never actually like said it out loud
0: like it under it makes sense to me that kings and queens have palaces yeah but why do elected officials have palaces
1: well and why they're always going to use those buildings right but why wouldn't schools be nicer then yeah but maybe it's It's because maybe there's like more anticipation to update and renovate schools um, then there is like a uh, courthouse.
0: Well, they just completed a huge renovation. It's not the courthouse. Sorry. It's city, city hall. hall. They just yeah. completed a huge renovation at city hall. Yeah, right. And it's, I mean, it's a big building with lots of infrastructure towards it, yeah. you know, like it has those huge columns. I mean, it looks like a pretty intense building. I just can't imagine. I feel like the same services could be done in a pole bar something a little cheap right right yeah definitely is that just me becoming a conservative
1: no i yeah i i think that that's a really valid question though i don't think that you know i guess what what i'm gonna i'm trying to say is that there's nothing wrong with spending a lot of money to have a nice courthouse is it a little bit or a city hall because it (laughs) you like it's like when you wake up in the morning and you put on nice clothes, you just, it's just like self-respect, but then it starts like it's a city. It's a the the center of the city. And if
0: well and the money isn't city halls, it's the people's money.
1: Yeah, but if you wanna if you wanna take your city seriously, you should probably have a nice city hall.
0: Right. And that's the only reason I can think that it would that they would spend money to make it be nice, is because you're holding the government. And the governing body in a sort of esteem. So if you were to run, so people take it seriously. Yeah. But uh, that's still stupid to me. Yeah. Uh, but that I do see the reasoning on that end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because then, it, but
0: I it think- just seems because I don't know if you've ever looked at you've ever looked into like defense spending and stuff like that, or like government spending in general, or even we we can bring this all the way down to healthcare costs. And I don't want to get too political. It's not a political podcast. I say that every time we get political. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you know, there's. There's, I've seen videos of like congresswomen and congressmen talking about the defense budget and being like, why in the hell have you purchased an $80 bottle of water? Because it's kind of like weddings. You know, like when you want to book a venue, they're like, okay, it's $600 for the night. When you want to book the wedding, the, when you want to book the venue for a wedding, it's like $1,500. So it's that's the same thing with like when I, had knee surgery and I needed crutches, the doctor asked me about my health insurance because he said, if your insurance is going to cover it, I'll give you crutches right now. If you don't have the good insurance, you should just go on Amazon and buy this same brand, same pair of crutches for $60 rather than $400, which is what it's going to cost your insurance to get it from the hospital right wow. now. That's like dope. that, that kind of uh, separation really intrigues me. And it makes me think that there's a lot of needless spending out
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that needless spending is inevitable when you start talking about regulations that come in. And this sort of sounds, I I feel like I sound like my Republican father, but he's always talking about, he works for the government. And so he's always talking about how mad he is with all these like wait, quote unquote, wasted jobs, wasted paperwork. You know, they want to create jobs. So they put people in and then there's these regulations that are mostly bullshit, but I think that those regulations are inevitable in certain ways because you need to have you need to have it regulated in case it would go to court for some reason so you mm. have all the
0: it's like covers their ass yeah
1: documentation and then you know I'm sure some of it is filling time or filling a job or whatever and it's, it probably is bullshit but there's just in case it does go to court there's like Documentation. For it. There's a paper trail, and yeah, there's a paper trail with the crutches example. I'm trying to figure out why that they would be that worth that much more, but I think that that would have to, that would be.
0: I think it's just because the insurance will pay. Yeah, it. the insurance
1: companies that's- start getting involved, and then that fucks up with the prices due to the.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. It is very interesting. Also, you just justified your thumbprint fiasco. Yeah, from like two weeks ago, with what you just. Said.
1: Oh yeah, you're right, dude.
0: We, <laughs> now that you've gotten paid you're on the other you're on the other yeah, side of the coin in, you're I'm, like you know what they they do need to be there it creates jobs <laughs> no, i mean
1: i yeah i don't know if i feel like they need to be there because i'm i was definitely pissed about it but it's like that might be why it happens um did, yeah, did yeah. I, i'm sure i've talked to you about the ethics of healthcare class i took this summer
0: uh i think we talked about it taiwan came up briefly yes.
1: Ethics of healthcare care was super interesting and technically it was a philosophy class. So I don't know if this needs the intro or not.
0: Do we need a little break? <laughs> sure. Dreams required readings, a philosophy class you had to take to graduate with a liberal arts degree. Listen in as wannabe takes us down the deep, deep path that never ends into our own minds. This is the philosophy corner. Okay.
1: Um, it was very interesting because we talked about privatization of, of health care, um, what of, of hospitals, essentially, or of, of private health care, and the introduction of the insurance companies. Because a lot of the times mm-hmm. that cost or like the people working for the insurance companies will push the patients one way or the other, or they'll push the... Doctors or whoever's working on you, the the physicians. Um oh. and that is super interesting because, because there's so many factors. Like you have a person coming in who's sort of maybe known for being a bit of a hypochondriac for like over exaggerating their illnesses and they want to get checked out. And maybe it costs the procedure that they want is going to use medicine that could be used on someone else that's more you know more definite more definitely has the um sure. illness and so the insurer is going to be like don't do that that's going to be a waste of resources but yet you have this patient who maybe does exaggerate a bit but they are in the moment complaining about a thing and they have the right to get the um
0: the care, the care if you know yeah. they
1: genuinely think that there's something wrong with them. Because it's like, who do you leave it up to? And at this point, it falls into the hands of the physician to make their the best educated guess, you know?
0: Yeah, that's really tough. That was um, a
1: dope-ass class.
0: <laughs> that was a dope-ass philosophy corner.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm, yeah, oh, it's all coming back yeah, slowly.
0: I'm, I'm glad I don't have to choose. I would hate to be a Right?
1: Doctor. Oh, my goodness.
0: Doctors are like customer service for people.
1: Yeah, dude, it's but like but like people
0: and their wellness like that's what you're selling
1: yes and um that is one of the kind of dangerous sides of capitalism um when it
0: very much uh, is i think about this all the time why would any why would any because they're run for profit hospitals and stuff are run for profit why would they ever get you better when if they keep you just the right amount of sick right you're going to keep going up exactly
1: what are we really incentivizing and that's what's really cool about countries like it was uh, taiwan i believe japan and um a couple like like germany switzerland those socialist, it like the democratic socialist countries um Mm. they kind of have a mix of privatized and public health care and they're culturally they incentivize people to stay healthy so in one of the countries i'm not even going to guess which one it was again but they everyone gets a doctor's appointment you have to go to one doctor's appointment yearly no matter what and the yeah. doctors get paid to keep you healthy rather than to fix you from getting sick so you show up you they test they do the um a basic checkup and you're healthy then they get paid more for that and here you know they get paid per appointment so doctors do make more money in america and they do see oh like, well, we're sicker because right of it exactly like in Germany or more sick there. They do say like they see more patients and they do get paid less. However, that does lead to the country being healthier. And this is, you know, we are, we do die earlier than any other developed country.
0: Well, in America, we're so fucked. We are. We're so, we're so fucked by cultural and and social culture and socialization of Of our entire lives, we are bred to consume, consume, repeat, consume, have kids, increase the GDP. But the way we're sold it is by watching Family Matters on NBC on Thursdays because it shows this pristine life that you wish you could have. And by doing that, by having the Hawaiian punch with Cheerios for breakfast, that's how you have the best life is through the products that we that we consume. And we're so fucked that it 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 takes active mental capacity, not for me to become cynical. Yeah. And I was, I was talking to a friend about this. Cynicism is actually easy. And that really, really changed my viewpoint on that. Cause I, I, my goal is to try to maintain a, a sense that life is fun. It's a joke. Don't take it too seriously. Um, I'll, obviously serious things happen, but like I'll always keep, a little thumb on the pulse of absurdity because life is meant to be enjoyed. If we're not, if we're not enjoying it, we're hating mm-hmm. it. And um, it just it really bums me out. I knew I was going to make a point there, but I lost my Oh, point.
1: you were saying that cynicism is actually easy.
0: Yeah. So like a goal of mine is to try to maintain this sense of wonderment with life and how exciting it can be and how fun it is to just exist and be here and eat a bowl of ice cream or Cheetos with chopsticks and how fun that could be (laughs) and appreciate things. And it just seems like every day it gets a little bit harder. and, 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 and all I see is people rushing around in their cars, driving fast to another place to complain about. And it just bums me out, man. It completely bums me out. And maybe I'm not getting the full story, I just never understood why people drive fast. <laughs> yeah. They complain about everywhere they go, yet they drive so fast to get there. I don't understand it. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. I was. And you drive slow to vacation. Yeah. Because you want to take your time, isn't that wild? That's true. I was at
1: Chipotle today during a lunch break. I had a thirty-minute lunch break, and I was like in line at Chipotle, just like angry, just like like, come on, hurry up, let's go. And I thought about in France, apparently they eat their meals really slowly. And it's the, just the, that idea of fast food is like so normalized to us. But that's one.
0: Another thing Another thing you should be pissed about is that um, why didn't you order in the fucking app? Yeah. And so you could just skip the line and go pick it right. up, buddy. Yeah, I totally couldn't. i know where you work you had to drive miles to that chipotle yeah i didn't have um service in the i'm sorry that came off at at real no
1: that's okay no i I actually did try to order from the app and i didn't have service and it was getting to the time where Mm, if i didn't
0: sucks your place of work doesn't have wi-fi
1: it's no the wi-fi is really bad dude and it's it's, what it blocked the chipotle it blocked the chipotle (sighs) website but out of all the things to block (laughs) it blocks it blocks like a lot of things right but um anyway i was like god if only like how much different would the world be if we all just took if we had a two-hour lunch break break rather than a 30 but we wouldn't get things done and that doesn't matter
0: how different would the world be if we all just worked enough to make the life that we want happen possible yeah that too is fascinating to think about because what, what are we doing right we're working 40 hours a week you get two days off <laughs> what is that we hate most people are spending a majority of their life not liking what they're doing right what is going on right. why are we doing that yeah I, I understand and i understand people have mouths to feed i and those people are admirable mm-hmm. for feeding those mouths but there's got to be an easier way. There's got to be a better way. Maybe not easier, but better way.
1: Yeah. I think a lot about the, like, Montessori schools, I think,
0: from an early age. My brother went to that. Yeah. He works for a corporate office now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, that's Never not a lie. <laughs> scratch that. Dude, dude, what, what, I love my brother. He's listening. Yeah. To everybody. I mean, I would love to pick your brother's brain about that sometime. Like, you know, I, I guess to me, it feels like it would encourage people to start thinking a bit more about what they really want from an early age. But
0: you know, it's funny it's not like it's just... is that I went to public school. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, man. Oh my God.
0: Oh no. We ended up completely opposite. Yeah, well, there is
1: something to be said about that. You know, you ended up as an artist from what it sounds like, you know, certain times you just felt you you could recognize being forced into a space you didn't want to be in, because yeah, you know, and that made you recognize it. You were like, don't want to say like pushed into a corner, but you, you couldn't have resisted against it if it wouldn't have been there. And maybe if a school, public school, were to be too free, if every public school was like a Montessori setting, you know, people,
0: I wouldn't have had to resist against exactly. It, I, I would have been like, I don't want to do this, and they would have been like, You don't have to. Oh, okay, take a br- take a breathing break you don't want to do the worksheet and watch the video because it distracts you to do both you're, just watch the video right. buddy we'll give you full credit yeah oh yeah because that just creates a whole different problem
1: right right yeah we should like look into some montessori school data and see how because there are people like really successful lawyers and doctors who will send their kids to schools that there are no rules essentially no rules and that's really uh,
0: that sounds like a recipe for disaster some spoiled kid who's never been told no before yeah
1: right um and that's uh
0: being told no and disapp- and being disappointed is so crucial to life development right, right.
1: but there's you know be- you can
0: just tell when someone's like a only child yes you ever met somebody where you're like yeah i bet you had no siblings
1: yeah man i do i know exactly what you're saying i actually uh person very special person in my life recently he's uh going through a breakup with someone who was an only child and i just their
0: their selfishness is showing up. yeah
1: it was a bad situation and i you know i just want to take a second to extend my love to everyone who may or may not be going through a breakup right now and what am i saying to who everyone going through a breakup right now you know i love you and just keep pushing
0: and uh Keep pushing, keep trying to force that relationship into happening. No. It's the best.
1: <laughs> be, be grateful that those people are out of your life now and move on.
0: And, and understand that the heartbreak is part of the loving. Oh. If you love them, you will feel the heartbreak. And that is part of the fun because once you stop feeling heartache, you forget about them.
1: That was beautifully said.
0: Thank you. Um, I've never really had a a relationship, so I'm able to come up with these.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: It allows me to operate outside the hot zone and just come up with musings and...
1: (laughs) Beautiful things.
0: Beautiful things. Dude... (laughs) someday i just um it's tough to tell a girl you're a rapper um and so i i just try to stay out of it you know
1: (laughs) yeah dude i i get it it's not an up-and-coming hip-hop star
0: it's not easy being an up-and-coming international hip-hop sensation you know All of a sudden, we start kissing, we start sleepovers, then I got to go to China for two weeks. Yeah, right. And then Malaysia, and I'm not going to have service. I'm going to be halfway around the world. It's tough to maintain a healthy relationship like that. And I wouldn't want somebody to bend over backwards for me, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, you might not even want them to bend over forwards.
0: Definitely not.
1: Definitely not. Dude, the thing about being a hip-hop star, people love kinetic energy but they don't like potential energy okay this is a physics lesson Ooh, explain that
0: physics corner i think what do you get when you mix an isosceles triangle with a right angle triangle of equal sided parts did you pay attention in physics i sure didn't i once learned how to return magnesium to the sand pile and that's all i learned in chemistry you think I paid attention? I didn't at all. Why does this bit sound like Jerry Seinfeld? What do you get when you're at a taxi cab with a right angle? You get physics. This is a physics corner, baby. Yeah, I don't baby. know
1: physics or energy except for what I learned in my high school class five, six years ago, but I believe that yep. kinetic energy is the energy that's already moving. But isn't kinetic energy the potential energy? Potential energy. I think uh, well, potential energy is when something has the potential to move, like a ball,
0: like a slingshot. Yeah. Like yeah. A, like you pull back a slingshot it has isn't that isn't that that's potential energy? Yeah, and then I think when it, I always thought that was kinetic energy. Okay. I You know what? Let's yeah, pull yeah. up the Let's get that <laughs> defined just two guys,
1: two rap stars who uh, aren't famous and don't know
0: Energy which a body possesses by virtue of being in motion.
1: By virtue of being in motion, that's kinetic.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So kinetic energy is energy it already has. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, and then defined potential energy, the energy possessed by a body by virtue of its position relative to others, stresses within itself, electric charge, and other factors. That's the slingshot is potential energy. Kinetic energy is the ball. Once you let the slingshot go, okay, the ball possesses kinetic energy. Got you.
1: Yeah, dude. So people aren't trained to recognize potential energy they just see mm. they see a a thing that's not moving yet
0: but they see they see an overweight white man drinking a nordeast alone in his apartment that he shares with no one else that could be cleaned up a bit and they don't see the potential energy of playing a show on the moon
1: exactly dude and i yes. see i see a and you see the moon. I see a rap star on the moon. I see a rap star Are ra- you- driving a fucking Ford Bronco on Ford the moon. Ford Bronco. Yes. That's all I see when I look at you, dude. That's all I've ever yes. seen. Dude, let's just talk about this. I wanted to be your friend so bad when we first met. And that's because I saw a Rapsar driving a Ford Bronco on the damn moon.
0: You saw it. Do You saw it, dude. That's why I bought Now watch this. Now listen to this. This is my life advice for you because I'm your spirit guide. All right, perfect. Don't ever make any decisions again unless you see its full potential somewhere in your head yeah don't take on a new project don't take on a new commitment unless you see the absolute penultimate version of what that is you know yeah don't start a band if you don't see that band maybe someday through a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of perfecting playing Wembley Stadium there's no point in starting anything unless you can see the vision of where it goes.
1: I need to um, ruin your day really quick. Um, the I think the word penultimate means second to last. <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure. No, 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 it doesn't. But it sounds, uh, sounds like penult- that, right? It's the second to last. <laughs> Okay, but uh, no, it still works I what you said. because after the moon, because yeah. ultimately, right, right. I know what you were going for. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, they could just say it's so. been a very laughy episode. Yeah, I like it. We're having a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun. Um, I'm gonna add a PSA at the end. You know, like with sitcoms, you'd watching, you'd be watching Full House as a kid. And they would talk about like marijuana, like DJ would be caught smoking marijuana. At the end, like Jesse would come out and it'd be like, hey, we had a lot of fun tonight. But if someone you know is struggling with drugs or alcohol, (laughs) call this number down here. And, uh, you know, we we're people, too. You know, we we put on costumes. We play we play the parts. But, uh, you know, we're people, too. We understand that people are hurting.
1: I love that. You should do that. And it would be like. And credits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, we had a lot of fun tonight.
1: We had a lot of fun tonight. Well, let's get real for a second. Um, I don't know what we were talking about. Oh, dude, yeah, the the full potential, the penultimate potential.
0: The penultimate.
1: <laughs> I I think we know what
0: The ultimate. The potential. name
1: of this episode's going to be um, I
0: I was going to call it penultimate. I see I thought of that, but then I didn't want people to think that, that the podcast was ending. Oh, or that it's the second to last episode. Yeah.
1: Oh, good point. Um,
0: I'm probably just gonna call it the ultimate episode. The
1: ultimate, perfect. I uh, daydream a lot, man. I think, I think, like some people, I think daydreaming can be a total curse. And I think sometimes I will, uh, I will maybe make up potential where it's not there. How do you see the true potential in something? Like, I guess what I'm saying is here's here's
0: here's Uh, no here's I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You're saying you feel it as a weakness because you're not seeing the true potential in something. But let me let me let me take you back you know that I was in a a small size touring rock band right? for like four or five years. We traveled the entire country. Mm -hmm. I did my dream. Mm -hmm. I, when I was 15, I was like, I want to tour in a band. Mm -hmm. I want to play Warp Tour. Mm -hmm. We did that. I never had a dream further than that. Mm -hmm. So when it happened, what do you do next? Then you're just kind of like playing on your heels, trying to just make game time decisions about where you think things should go. And so, you must have the vision. You must have the ultimate vision for something, in order to even achieve a tenth of that, mm-hmm. a twentieth of that, a hundredth of mm-hmm. that. It's it's it goes back to the phrase that I hate: uh, "Shoot for the moon. If you miss, you land amongst the stars." Oof, yeah. You need to. You re- It's a terrible it's quote. Cringed. I could. I see it on a poster in some classroom with like F sixteen fighter jets in <laughs> formation. It's awful. Um, but it's very true. I, re- really re- I really recommend the Quincy Jones um, documentary on Netflix. Okay. He was a very famous producer. He produced Michael Jackson stuff. Then he ended up doing stuff for movies, but he started as just like a jazz musician. And here's, here's what he's saying is, if he would have put a cap on what he thought was possible, he would have never achieved what he did. Mm. But because he dreamed so far forward, you never saw the end of what you were trying to do. And I think that's so important when, when, when trying to do something great or seemingly impossible more than likely, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do that. And you're not going to have that one moment where you're playing a show on the moon, but all the things that are going to happen when trying to play a show on the moon are going to be incredible. And you can't even think that out. Yet.
1: Right. Hm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like that, man.
0: I live my life by that.
1: Yeah. I, I do think that's the key. Yeah. The, uh, Yeah, I'm actually trying to recall another cheesy quote that means the same thing that was on my chemistry teacher's (laughs) door. And I just can't get Uh, the door sign. It was a door sign. And I specifically remember asking him about it because it was, I didn't understand it. And he's like, well, no, you have to aim further than you'll ever reasonably get to. And I do love that. Yes. My thing with daydreaming is that I will, I'll meet people who are, who turn up out- in your daydreams? No, like, well, ugh. I I romanticize everything. Sometimes I I yeah, you know, I'm the same way. I'm a that's a very that's a Pisces trait 100. And I'm trying to yeah, that,
0: but it's also kind of selfish because you're putting those people in boxes that best fit you, which is which is unrealistic. Yeah,
1: maybe that's what it is, putting people in boxes. But I I guess. My, you know, it's a bit of a different thing, but I've been trying to be... What what quarantine taught me, and this is good, we should reflect on like what we really learned from this year, but what quarantine taught me is that I need to be a bit more picky about the people in my life, because I went through a period mm-hmm. where I was trying to make as many friends as possible, and that left me a lot of shitty people in my life. And Yeah, man, I'm the same way. Like saw I... so much good in all of them, and they just ended up... Some of them just weren't.
0: So... My version of that as a Gemini, hey, um, I want I grew up with not a lot of friends. Okay. I had maybe two friends until high school, and one of them I didn't really like a lot. So, one and a half friends, um, two and a half, but then one set a building on fire and went to juvenile. Oh,
1: detention.
0: so one he and a half was really. in the
1: way of friendships.
0: I know he was fun too, man. One time we pulled a prank where we gorilla glued quarters to the sidewalk and watched people try to pick them <laughs> up. It was awful. oh. Fuck. It was a great day. We just we sat in his bedroom and people would be like, oh shit, a quarter. And they'd they they could not get it. And we would laugh and laugh. It was so funny. Hilarious. <laughs> it's so it's so harmless. It's so harmless. Way less harmless than starting a building up there. Yeah. Um but <laughs> what were we talking about? Friends. Oh so, uh, so friends. So then I started getting friends in high school because I was kind of made fun of for being fat and that's fine. I don't need a pity party. And uh, my dad taught me at a young age, like you should try to be funny. If you're funnier than them, if you make fun of yourself and you're funnier than them, they'll never make fun of you. They can't. Mm -hmm. And so that's what started me being funny is just being made fun of and trying to find a quicker, better joke than them. And so it allowed my wit to really grow strong. And I still have that. Um, And then I found out that I really liked having friends and I gave up on school to have friends mm-hmm. and be the class clown and be funny and rambunctious. And that worked really great for me. And the thing is, is like, because I never had friends, I wanted people to like me so bad. Mm-hmm. And then I went into entertainment because I still wanted people to like me so bad. I want people to like me so bad that I got in a van and screamed at people all over the country. Will you like me? Mm-hmm. Please like me. <laughs> you know, like I put my heart on my sleeve to try and get people to like me because I wanted so badly to be liked going to the grocery store, I would have like anxiety attacks because I didn't feel like I could like, I felt like it was my job to put on a performance that made everybody feel good. So they would like Mm. me. Like I got caught in this spinning hedonic thing where like I had to be everybody's light. Mm -hmm. And it was up to me to make everybody feel good so that I would be liked. And I was hoping hopefully if I was liked, I would like myself. I then found out that's impossible um that doesn't happen that way and you end up just drinking a lot and being very sad <laughs> and then you get cynical because everyone likes you and you still don't like yourself yeah and so that was my version of that is i put a lot of people in my life because i wanted them to like me but they weren't necessarily good people mm-hmm. for me
1: yeah you get cynical of all relationships i did do you feel like you get you get or like i don't know i got cynical of people's intentions Because my intentions were false. And then I thought everybody's.
0: Yeah. 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 And I have a really hard time being vulnerable with people, Mm. believe it or not, based on this podcast, I'm really vulnerable with you all the time, but like romantic relations are very hard for me because I attest emotional vulnerability to romance and not everybody else does. So in the past, when I would open myself up emotionally to people, I would come to expect some type of romantic favor in return Mm not like a physical sexual thing, but like, I would be like, I just told you the deepest, darkest secret of my life. And you're just like, we're friends. I thought that's what friends do. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And it really, really broke my heart. And then I realized like, it's just, I need to like myself and it's okay. If in order to like myself, I have to gas myself up a bit and people call that, call that arrogant, whatever they will call it confidence. I have to remind myself out loud probably every day that I'm very talented and people like what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and people will, I have friends who call who say that I'm being arrogant all the time and I'm like, I'd rather be a little bit arrogant than hate myself a lot. Um, and so like I have to remind myself about of that and understanding that it's not my job to make everybody happy and allow myself the grace to be kind of a jerk sometimes in public or with people or if I'm short with somebody not not let it care not carry it on my shoulders the rest of the day because it's not my job to be there for everybody or entertain everybody all the time yeah
1: and a lot of times those people would do the same or take advantage or not give a fuck if they were in the opposite position you know yeah
0: yeah so I'm always polite but it's like i just I can be a monster, <laughs> a very well-liked monster. Yeah, I really know I'm really good at seeing what people need and want yeah. and, and fulfilling those needs and wants. If it's something within my boundaries mm-hmm. that I can control. Mm-hmm. Um, and that creates a really false sense of security for people that then I feel like I have to upend and like keep going. And that's just exhausting mm-hmm. and I get depressed and cynical. And so, just learning to let that down and I'll see about the self-love i don't know it'll happen
1: yeah man i think i it's just a really interesting point like of letting your or like be, what'd you say you'd rather like be a little arrogant than
0: i'd be ra- i'd rather come off as a little arrogant than hate myself than hate lot. yourself a lot yeah that's a, yeah because it's like i have to you have to remind it's like it's like you're with you ever like been with an insecure partner or friend and you're constantly reassuring them that everything's okay. Mm -hmm. I kind of have to do that to myself out loud. Hmm. Like I I'm crippled by the fact that what I do isn't good. And I have to constantly remind myself a majority of what I put out in the world. People really enjoy Mm -hmm. a majority of it, if not all, some more than others. Right. But generally everything that I create For the most part, again, I will say for the most part, someone has enjoyed it. And not only that, but someone has enjoyed it in the capacity that I want them to enjoy it. Mm. You know, like I got an email from I got an email at my uh, about fine. And this kid just like straight up. Got it, Mm. you know, like he's like it's so sad and happy at the same time. And I'm like, you get it, you get it. And that was such a wonderful experience. And like to have one person get it felt so good.
1: Well, that was awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I, and what I was going to say, I was kind of putting the words together. My head kind of goes along with what you just said, maybe a different angle, but one of the things that helped me feel better about being around people, cause I still do like being, you know, having a lot of friends are like kind of being like a crowd pleaser when I'm at the party or whatever and I know you do too sir and
0: I still do it I still do it (laughs) but it's 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 on it's when I want to yeah I don't feel forced to do it I get to choose when I do. I
1: I try to be pretty honest with my thoughts so when I have just like what you just did like when I have a thought I know is kind of like arrogant or conceited I I put it out there and then but what you what i try to do consciously is never um get upset if someone is thinks that's stupid you know i i i try yeah my critics i will straight up want to hear what they say and take it with 100 percent like genuineness or like i want to absorb it fully
0: yeah like it's okay not to be liked by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's usually not your fault. Yeah. And like, right. it's usually something about them. Yeah. And that's okay. And even if it's not, even if it is about you, there's just some people who aren't going to get along with him. Yeah.
1: And it's either that or you don't
0: really want to be. See, here's, here's, this is an interesting concept. This is the, this is the thing I want to end on because I was talking to my friend about this. So we've been working on this big project for a really long time. And we, it kind of leaked into politics, too. And that is, if I didn't have him to bounce ideas off of and tell me what was good or what wasn't, I would never get anything done with this project mm. because I'm such a self-critic. Mm. And I, I, we were talking about I was like, I don't even know what I would do without you. And he goes, you probably wouldn't do anything. And he's like, the, the psychopaths who don't give a fuck are the ones that become successful mm. because they don't care about what people think. And like that's who, unfortunately, I believe the people who would be really, really great and good politicians who are honest are also insecure about how good they would be, and they'll never run for politics. Yeah, they're self-conscious. And the psychopaths yeah. who don't give a shit and are narcissists and have the thought, "I think I could be president one day." Yeah, those are the to have that thought is so outlandish that if you end up doing it, you're probably willing to sacrifice quite a bit to get there. Wow. Yeah, because. You know, it's just maybe it's not real, but it is interesting to think about, especially when you think about like local government senators and like representatives at a state level. It's like if you think you can do that and you want to do that, does that mean you're not the person to do that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Actually, uh, in the Plato's Republic by Socrates, he said exactly what you're saying right now, that that ambition to want that position is what should
0: disqualify
1: you from that position.
0: It's like jury duty. Yeah. hmm. If you want to be a juror, you shouldn't be a juror. Yeah. it is a sad thing to think
1: about. We're like, so there's election, there's a local election going on right now too. I just got the shit in the mail for the two people oh, that's and uh, <laughs> I uh, I actually know one of the dudes from the bar I used to hang out at. And
0: yeah, I think I know who it is. Yeah, is he worth a lot of money? I don't even know. Is he worth that a lot? Um, is he worth um, a lot
1: of money actually no no
0: okay so but
1: that's (laughs) this dude i didn't really enjoy talking to him on a personal level and like that makes me, despite any of his politics just the way he was to talk to makes me not want to vote for him but i'll have to look into it more
0: all this comes down to the fact that i think i'm going to run for politics yeah
1: dude fresco for governor that's all i've got to say
0: Dude, I'd be a great governor, dude. I got the bridges. You've got the oh, you got the connections. No, I've got the pants <laughs> and the suspenders. I thought you said they're very they're very bridges. gubernatorial. I was like, what the fuck, bridges? <laughs> like britches. Like B R yeah, I T H? Yeah, the
1: britches, dude. Oh,
0: oh, bridges like connections. I thought
1: said bridges. <laughs> i was like, what the hell is he talking?
0: No, I mean literally, my pants are are the Izod gubernatorial collection. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's get you up there, man.
0: Alright, baby. It's- I will uh this is a great episode. Uh fun fact if you made it if you made it this far in the episode, the first five minutes of this episode are a redo of an initial five minutes that the internet cut out on. So yeah. we redid the jokes in the same way. <laughs> if you got it this far, that's a nice little bit. A little show biz for you. Hey, have a great day. I can't call
1: Right, man. you got you busy tonight uh,
0: I, this whole week I've been busy
1: alright dude I hope you enjoy it um, look forward to talking to you next week
0: alright love you bud